This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. Do you have the itch? That is the entrepreneurial itch. It's a real thing. I hear from a lot of people who work a nine to five, but they want to quit and start their own thing. And sometimes they don't even care what that thing is. They just want to do it. They want the freedom. That's the situation Laura found herself in when she called the Help Wanted helpline. Here's what happened next. Laura, welcome to Help Wanted. Thank you, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. All right. So, Laura, you reached out with a question. What is it? Yes. So, my question is to do with me being newly arrived to Houston. We were living in Scotland. And for some reason, this move has reignited an idea I had for a long time about starting something on my own and getting away from the corporate world, which I've been working on for a long, long time, nearly for nearly 20 years. And I feel like Houston is a big city and there's so many things going on and a lot of opportunities. But I feel like it's hard to get to know new people here. And I wonder if you had any ideas of how to how to kick that off. Yeah. All right. So there are two distinct issues that you are putting together as if they are one issue. So I just want to make sure I'm picking them apart properly and understanding their connection to you. So question number one is you have been working in the corporate world for a long time and you've always had an entrepreneurial itch and moving to Houston has started to make you feel like now is the time to explore launching something of my own, some kind of business of my own. So that's number one. And then number two is you're saying, well, you're new to town. You don't know a lot of people. Uh, knowing people can be very helpful in starting a business, maybe good resources or good ideas or even a co-founder, and you don't have a community yet and you want to know how to do that. So those are the two ideas that you're kind of linking together, right? Yeah, that's right. I think knowing some people might might help me kick off something. Yeah, so let's, let's understand that because... Why? <laughs> it's because I always talk myself out of it. I've ah. tried before, and then and uh, what happened? So I moved. I I've lived in many countries. Uh, so the closest I got when we were living in Scotland, and I did an accelerator program, mm-hmm. and I just loved that experience. There was so much energy in the meetings. Uh, it gave me a lot of an uh, energy. What happened? What happened was that you moved, and that's why you never launched anything. Yeah, so I, so I did have the idea and I worked on my business plan and whatever, all the advice you get in that program. And mm-hmm. then uh, and then we ended up moving. We moved to Sweden. Mm. For because it's interesting, you told me two things that sounded very different. And I just want to make sure I understand which is the problem. When I asked you at first why you would need someone to help you or to be in touch with as you explore launching a business. You said, because you always talk yourself out of it. But then when you explained the problem in Scotland, the problem was that you moved, which is very different from talking yourself out of it. There's moving and then there's talking yourself out of it. So which is it or is it both? 
it is both. Moving was a, a perfect excuse for me talking myself out. Ah, of it. okay. How many times throughout your decades-long corporate career have you entertained the idea of launching a business and then talked yourself out of it? It's more like I have ideas and then I just don't follow through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm always thinking of ideas and uh, I'm always thinking about something and it doesn't matter what it is. I don't really care what it is, but I don't have the courage to do it. Mm. Do you think that you have a courage problem or a network problem or something else? I think it is a courage problem. I mean, Mm. my line of thought about meeting other people and potentially someone that would partner with me and that is more to, to get that pressure commit to something with someone and i'm thinking maybe if i do that i'll commit to it more Mm. than committing just to myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you've gotten used to i don't mean this to sound too dramatic but just to be stark about it you've gotten used to letting yourself down but you don't want to let somebody else down oh i i'll do everything i can not to let anyone down yeah except for myself Right. That doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good thing to know about yourself. Do you think that if you'd stayed in Scotland and you had that accelerator program and you would met other entrepreneurs that you would have done it? You would have built whatever it was that you were conceptualizing? Um, Maybe. It was an easy thing to do. So Mm -hmm. maybe it was herbal teas and I could make some samples myself. I didn't need a huge investment. So it was an easy idea to kind of try, you know, yeah. to play a bit and test. Okay, wait, tell me a little bit more about that business. So it was an herbal tea business. Did you envision that being a very large business or was that a farm stand kind of business? I think I like the concept that I had in at the time. So this was a few years ago, maybe 2017 or something. So in, in Scotland, there's not like a huge selection and people don't drink tea other than black tea and then mm-hmm. i was looking myself for herbal teas that, that told you what it was good for rather than what the ingredient was or the main ingredient was yeah. i wanted something that was clear what it was for like i don't know for sleeping or whatever sure. digestive, whatever i really like that concept it wasn't too popular at the time and now there's like a, a million brands doing that mm-hmm. the reason i i interrogated that was because I wondered what you want from this entrepreneurial desire. Do you want, for example, to launch something that could eventually be the thing that you do full-time and leave the corporate world? Or do you want to build something because it sounds really satisfying, it's a good additional source of income, you want that experience of creating something in the world? Which is it? No, the first one definitely okay. would like something that that would be my job. So you want to you want to get out of the corporate world, and you have thought a lot about it, but you've never taken the leap. And a big part of the reason why is because you feel like you, left to your own devices, simply will not. You need a community to help you do that. Have we fully sort of set up the issue here? Yes, I need someone to <laughs> to tell me. <laughs> To do it. <laughs> well, okay. So this is the problem here because nobody in the world will do that. 
No, I know. <laughs> like, this is this is this is, I think, honestly, Laura, the real issue here, which is that uh, what you are setting up for me is I want to make a large change in my life, and I want somebody else to make it for me. Somebody else to make me accountable for it. Yeah. I love working and I don't have a problem with that. I will commit to it. But it's just the starting part because, you know, I, I dedicate time to things. And then like now I have an, a new idea and I'm researching it. And then at the point I'm going to invest on it, whatever amount I'm going to invest, is that say I need to commit. I find that nerve wracking. I'm going to pull out at the last second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, the... The problem that I think that you really honestly need to grapple with here is that if you want to go out and enter into an entrepreneurial community and find people who are going to throw their lot in with you in some way, because what you're going to find are a lot of people who are maybe building their own things and could be a real source of inspiration and would excite you in, in, in talking with them. But they're not going to do it for you, and they're not going to partner with you. Now, you could find someone who is like you, who is looking for that idea, and who would be excited to be on some kind of journey with you. But if they're too much like you, then the two of you are just going to psych each other out. So in a way, I feel like what you need to do is figure out what you can do or tell yourself or work within so that you get something going and become the force that other people are attracted to. Because I mean, look, in, in advance of this conversation, I just Googled around to see, you, you know, you're new to Houston, where could you go? And the answer is there's like a million places. There's a place called Hype, Houston Young Professionals and Entrepreneurs. Uh, there's a Houston Impact Hub. There's the Texas Young Professionals Houston chapter. There's a million of these places. You go to any of them. Go to any of them. And there's more, right? Or just go to meetup.com. The, the, the endless people, right? So in a way, I step back and I think, Laura, you're a smart person who's been successful in corporate the corporate world for a long time. You know how to Google, so you know how to find groups. So you could have taken the self motivation to go out and like find these groups to start. There is something that's just kind of blocking all of it, I think. And the very interesting thing that you said a while ago, which I know you were kind of half joking, but is worth exploring, is where you said, "I'll let myself down all day, but I won't let other people down." That's that's a very interesting thing to have said out loud. And, and I wonder if you can either figure out the diagnosis for that or figure out some way to put yourself into a situation where you are going to pursue the building of something and see it through at any scale to just prove to yourself that you can do it for just, you know, like, what is it that you're noticing about yourself that maybe is the thing that's holding you back? Um, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's just, uh, probably plain fear of failure. Uh huh. No, that's a good but, one. Um, but, um, I, I, your book re helped me a lot uh, oh, thank with, you. The, with the whole topic. The idea that I really like, and this is 
what actually motivate me. It's like when you say, well, it doesn't have to be like a hundred percent thing in the sense, like I could just yeah. test, I could just yeah. see it as a test. It's exactly right. And, and then for me, that makes me less fearful of doing a little test, you know, Perfect. because like now I'm super bored with my work and I have zero challenges and then I have a lot mm -hmm. of, lots of time. So I'm like, yeah. this is like the perfect opportunity to start something. And sure then, is. you know, just play, just, you know, don't, don't see it as that's it. I, I've got a company or anything like that. Just so start with something to play. Here are some pieces to put together. Something you told me you have been thinking about an entrepreneurial journey as something that could ideally ultimately replace your full-time income. You've also told me fear of failure. And you've told me that the idea of experimentation is really helpful. Yeah. And for context, for people who don't know what you're referencing is this advice that I had repeated from Katie Milkman. Katie Milkman is a Wharton professor who studies behavioral change, which is to stop thinking of things as full-time commitments and start to just think of every new thing as an experiment because it lowers the barrier to entry. And I wonder if a big part of the challenge here is that you have seen trying something new as a very large thing that has to have very large outcomes. And therefore the stakes are too big. And so of course you're going to fear failing it because you're going to see if I'm going to try this herbal tea business or I'm going to try any other kind of business, this is going to be the thing that liberates me from corporate life and like changes my career. And that is, that's a big bar is really, really high. And also if you're going to build something that's going to change your life in that way, then it it's something you have to commit to, which means that now you're starting to think about leaving the thing that's very comfortable and whatever income you make from it. And it all just gets wrapped up into this giant, giant pile of anxiety. And so I think that actually what you should do is you should find something that you can do that is small scale. Not because that will be the ultimate thing that you will do, but because that will get you into the mindset and the feeling of just doing it and doing it with very low stakes. And what could that be? That could be anything. I, I mean, I don't know. Tell me the latest idea that you have. Like, What, what are you kicking around right now? I'm thinking about making dog food, like homemade dog food. That's something, interesting. Something uh, more natural for dogs. My dog is it's really fussy, and I just would like something that I would give to my dog. Yeah. So that's an interesting idea. It's a challenging one because food is a really challenging space, like not just to sell it, but also like the health requirements, and you know, it's like it's hard to, it's hard to go out to a farm stand and be like, here, I made this in my kitchen. You want to feed it to your dog, but let's just, let's just think about it for a second. It just is a stand in, right? So, okay. This is a complicated and crowded space, but there's probably some kind of entry point to it. Who knows what it is? You could spend time getting to know it. Maybe it's freshness and the thing that would be amazing is that you find a local community of dog lovers who all love the idea of an incredibly freshly made local natural dog food. Well, okay, great. What is the smallest scale that you could do this on 
where you just learn something. Like, what if the goal is not build a company that is going to become my full-time job and is going to make as much, if not more money than I'm making in corporate America? What if the actual goal of this is to learn something, anything, right? Like at that point, right? Now we're in experiment territory, right? Like just doing it will teach you something and whatever that is, is going to be useful. So now the bar is pretty low, right? Like step one is make some dog food, feed it to your own dog. What would step two be? What would you do next? Yeah. I I thought about maybe talking to the doggy care place where Great. I take my dog. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it I don't know if there's any way to offer it just as a test, not really yeah. like selling it or anything, just to, to try it out kind of thing. Sure. Maybe they would say, love that, love the idea of local natural dog food. Maybe they would say, oh, well, actually, this is a highly regulated space and, you know, X, Y, Z reason. But you know what? Either way, it doesn't matter because then you just learned something. And whatever you learned, you can build back into what you're doing. So, okay, well, I guess my doggy care space is not the channel to reach people. What's the next one? What what would, like, I don't know, what would you do next? I guess it would be more like trying to find some sort of sort of community locally on Facebook or something. You could find a local community. You could start hanging out at the dog parks or or whatever and chatting with people. I mean, I have met, I cannot even tell you how many people who started some kind of cookie or baking or whatever business by bringing what they were making to their kids' childcare. This woman, Shira Burke, who makes goody girl cookies, like go to Whole Foods and look at the gluten-free cookie aisle and you'll find goody girl cookies. They're everywhere. They started because she was just making gluten-free cookies at home and then was like giving them out at, at her kids' elementary school or whatever it was. And uh, people were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then they started asking for more and then kind of grew from there. These things happen in these ways. You have to find the community. Stick around, Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. 
Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. Check out what is happening as we are walking through this experiment. What else are you doing? You are interacting with people, right? You're interacting with people. And not only that, but you're interacting with people where you have now set the stage where you're like, I am making the thing. Do you want the thing? You think the thing is good? Yes, great. You want to help me make the thing? You want to tell somebody else about the thing? And now you've got people who are on your side because you are the center of gravity. You have created a thing. And I think once you start surrounding yourself with those people, what you will have is what will kick in is your sense of, I can't let other people down, right? Like yeah. you, you will have sidestepped your issue of, of being able to let yourself down because the stakes were small enough that you were like, I can just do this. This is not a question of letting myself down or not. I can just do it. I don't need permission. I just do it. And it's small stakes. What does it cost? It costs the cost of groceries and some of my time to make some dog food in the kitchen. And then you will go out and you will start to talk to people. And look, a lot of these people are going to say, this is a hard pass. Thanks. I appreciate it. I don't want the dog food from your kitchen. I just don't. Right. But some people are going to say, well, that sounds cool. I'm into that. Oh, how do you make it? Oh, that's great. Great. And they'll start to trust you and you'll start to get involved in their communities and they'll become your communities. And now you have your people. And this is the thing I think that like is ultimately so important is like you have to be the self-starter. And so the goal can't be like, let me go and find the self-starter who will start me. Instead, it has to be like, what is it that I can do to change something inside of myself, which is the reason why I was like asking you to come to some kind of recognition, which you did about what it is that's holding you back. And the idea is fear. And the idea is that you're making it too big. And so if you shrink it down to something tiny, 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 so you're just doing it. You have the time. You just told me you have the time. You have the flexibility. If you do it, then you will start to roll. And then you will start to reach out to people. And then once you start to reach out to people, you will start to find some people who are rooting for you. And then those are going to be the people who are going to join you on the journey. Does that make yeah, sense? I think once, yeah, once it gets to that point, I think there'll be no, no way back. Yeah. Also, these people might tell you something that changes everything because that's also what happens. Like you might make this dog food and you 
start talking to a lot of people and they say, you know, I don't need local natural dog food because I already buy whatever I buy and it already serves my needs. But you know what's driving me crazy is this other thing about local needs of dogs, right? <laughs> whatever it is, you know, like you'll start to talk to people and they'll start to tell you the things that they want. And maybe you'll think, you know, that's a better idea because if dog food's too complicated and it's perishable and this is crazy, but actually this other thing that people are talking about, I could do that. I could be their hero for that. And then you're on to something else. And that is also what happens all the time. This is the reason why the entrepreneurial journey does not start with a great idea. What it starts with is just identifying problems. And sometimes the best way to identify a problem is to just go out and engage with a community and try to solve some problem until you figure out what the real problem is. And all of that, all of that keeps going back to being self-starting enough that you're just out there doing it. It doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to be at scale. And I think it's wonderful to start with dogs because you're in a new city and you are starting with your own interest set, which means that not only do you want to make dog food for your dogs, but you probably are very happy meeting other dog owners because then you can all go to the park together and whatever. And so you'll start to build community this way and you'll start to identify problems this way. And you'll start to create a kind of flywheel where ideas feed community, feeds ideas, feeds community. And then you've got something. And it all started because you made it all small enough for you to do. What do you yeah. Think? Yeah. I think that's going to be the key to do it, to break it down. It's almost like I'm too ambitious with it. And then mm -hmm. I have too much expectation. And yeah. Uh, and, but I think if, if I break it down just more, just think of it as an experiment. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the key. Let me ask you, in five years, what would you be doing where you could look back and say, this paid off? Like this was, I'm really glad that five years ago I, I set that in motion. What would the thing be that would make you really happy? I, I really think I just need to try. I yeah. need to go for it. If, if I tried, regardless of the outcome, if it worked out or not, I think that I would be happy with that because mm -hmm. I really like petrifying, like I can't do anything. And so if I, if I break it down and I give it a go, that's a win for me. You need to know what's on the other side of the door. You've been standing in front of the door for a long time, right? Yes. And you just so haven't long. gone through the door. I mean, you can't, you know, you sort of, you, you putzed around, you joined the accelerator program, you like came up with some stuff, but you haven't just like gone through the door and seen what happened. Yeah. Sometimes I wish they fired me from my work. So I do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes I think if that happens, it won't be entirely bad. There's some very good news in front of you because what you just said there, that sometimes you wish they would just fire you so that you could go do it really pairs perfectly with this other stuff that you were talking about, how you have been needing in some way somebody else to help motivate you. The challenge in both of these things is that your 
instinct for a long time has been to functionally outsource the action, right? Like something that is not you has to take the first action. Maybe that is a person who motivates you. Maybe that is work who just lets you go. But either way, you have continually put yourself in the position of second actor, not first actor. And so when I ask you what five years from now would make you say, I'm really happy, and your answer is that I tried, the bar for you, Laura, is simply at being the first actor. That's where the bar is. That's what I think this whole thing is about, honestly, is about just figuring out how you can be the first actor in something. And what happens next is almost irrelevant because once you break that seal and you become the first actor on one thing, you can become the first actor on something else. It can lead to who the hell knows what. It can lead to something else. But the thing that you need is to figure out how to make yourself the first actor. Do you agree with that? Yeah, totally. And and I think it's funny because I actually have the same situation at work. I've been with this company for too long. And then mm-hmm. I've, I've grown a lot and I recognize that. And I'm, I'm happy with that growth. And now I feel like I could do loads more. And then this move to Houston, I'm still working with my old my team, the same team back in the UK. And mm-hmm. the fact that everyone is there in the office and I'm the only one remote, this is why I'm so bored because it's more or less left out all the time. So I'm not yeah. involved in anything. So I'm calling my boss and saying, I can do this and I can do that. And then she's like, no, we don't want that. And then and then I'm thinking, well, maybe I need to rethink my whole role and I could come up with something completely different that works remotely, you know, something that could benefit the department. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to come up with something myself. Like it's, it's not going to come from them. Uh, so I have to make a choice. Like if I want to stay in corporate, then that's the way to go. I think... You need to make a list. And that list is going to be, what are the things I need to take action on? Like, what are the things? I need to take some action at my job. I need to take my some action at exploring a business idea. Maybe there are some other things that you need to take action on. Because you know yourself. You know that like starting with a very big action just stalls you out. So the next thing is, what's the small action that can be taken for each of those things? At work, small action could be either either proposing some new thing that you could do in your role that would be more satisfying, or also it could be going on the LinkedIn and looking for some job listings and applying to stuff, which is not a commitment. You could apply to jobs and it means nothing, right? Nothing happens to your current job, zero. So it's actually, it's an incredibly small action to take, but it is an action. It gets you thinking. And then for your business idea, what is the smallest action that could be taken? The answer is not like pour your life savings into launching something, right? The answer is make a thing, tell somebody about it. That's a small action. And I think if you do this, you will start to acclimate yourself to being the first actor 
and then you can figure out what you want to happen next. And then you can take larger actions and you can take larger actions. And look, I'm no, I'm no psychotherapist. <laughs> I'm just a guy with a podcast. So take it all with a grain of salt. But I think when I hear all of this and I hear your desire for pursuing something entrepreneurial, what I really hear is you trying to figure out how to take some kind of control of your work life. And I think that instead of just being fixated on what is the company that I want to start, I think you bring it down to basics, which is how can I take some action in my work life? And I think just doing that is going to start to be clarifying. Yeah. What's the smallest action? Yeah. <laughs> Less scary. Less scary. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because you'll do it, right? Who cares? The thing that matters is that you do it. Not that it was the smallest or the biggest, whatever, right? Like nobody's measuring it. It's just you. So who cares? The question yeah. like really has to be like, what is the thing that I will do? And then yeah. do that. Hopefully it's like a muscle and then you train it. It is like a muscle. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's exactly like a muscle. Yeah. And you will, you will, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I really like the episode of, you know, your friend that, had your old phone number oh yeah yeah, yeah. Then, lauren uh-huh yes i really like what she said because you know for me the message of that episode was like yeah. she she basically just did little things but every day yeah that's right and that's what made the shift for mm -hmm. her. and i i totally relate to that and it gave me hope i love that i love that well laura i'm excited for what you're going to do next because i think you're going to start taking some action and it's going to lead to some things. Well, now that I told you, Jason, I think I will. Because you can't let me down. Yeah, I can't let you down. <laughs> I hope one day I'm going to send you an email and say I've done it. I'll try. Yeah, good, good. I Stop letting yourself down. But at least if it can be of help, don't let me down. So now you got to go do it. I promise I won't. <laughs> help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. Thank you.